To this point this year, we just ended the month of January. We went through Word First, um, giving you some words about this year. Uh, gave you a word that God had given me about that 2017 would be the year of following through. That we wouldn't just talk about things and, and, and have things at the beginning of the year that we want to accomplish, but we're going to stay with it and follow through to the end. This is a year of following through. Uh, the theme of our Word First Conference was, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We want to be in the earth fulfilling His will and His purpose and plan in the earth. We don't want to just go through the motions of existing and living. We want to be in a place where we're seeing the kingdom of God fulfilled in our lives. His kingdom come and His will be done. Throughout this whole month of January and, and, and this whole year, I've told you that God said it is, it is a day and a time for us to follow through with a greater revelation and understanding of the name of Jesus and what we have in the name of Jesus and what we can do and accomplish with that name. It's one thing to know the name and, and, and to know that the name is there and it's available, but it's another thing to understand everything that, was, that Jesus invested in that name he gave to us. So we have the power of attorney to use his name in the earth. And that means we have the power of attorney under the direction of the, uh, of the Father through the Holy Spirit to allow anything that is in heaven to be manifest in the earth when he tells us we have a right to do that in every given situation. And so throughout this whole year, we're going to continue to talk about the power that's in the name of Jesus and what we have at our disposal, not, not just a, a, a knowledge of the name, but the power and authority that is in the name and that we have a right to. Amen? And so you, we're going we're gonna to talk about it all year. This month of February, we're, we're doing a new series, and it's entitled, What's Love Got to Do With It? What's Love Got to Do With It? Anybody know Tina Turner? What's love got to do with it? <clears throat> well, pull that up on YouTube and go listen to that stupid song. <clears throat> I mean, she did a great job on it, but the words are ridiculous. Amen? They're ridiculous. But I'll tell you what love's got to do with it. I'm giving you the answer ahead of time. What do you think the answer is to the question? That's the answer. Love's got everything to do with it. Apart from the love of God, what we think love is <laughs> won't accomplish a thing. We've got to understand the love of God. So this month we're going to talk about several things that relate to love, and we're going to talk about what love really is, and, and we're going to start today by looking at Scripture for the definition of love. And the, there's, there's one passage of Scripture, and it's found in 1 John chapter 4, and we're going to start with verse 7, and it tells us what love is. Just basic. It's real simple. Now, you know, we, we all have the capability of learning and understanding things, and I'm, I'm just telling you right now, this definition is very short to the point, and it is what it is, and it's found Actually, in the 8th verse, but we're going to read verse 7. 
Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God is love. What's the definition of love? God. What's the definition of God? Love. God is love. You can't separate the two. He is love. So today, as we go through Scripture, we've done this before, but today we're going to do this again, that when we see, this month we talked and defined Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And God the Father, God the Father, God is love, and God the Father is the foundation and epitome of love. He is God the Father. So as we read through Scripture today, we're, we're going to exchange God and, and love, meaning the same thing because of what the definition in 1 John 4 here says, and, and we're going to see some things about what love has to do with it. What, what's love got to do with it? What's God got to do with this whole equation of life? Um, it's got everything to do with it. And if you separate love... From life, you have no life. You, you, you exist. You're a walking dead person when you separate love from life. And so we're going to go through Scripture and we're going to read a number of Scriptures we normally do here. And we're going to define and look at what your life is and, and what God is doing in your life, what He wants to do in your life through the revelation of love. Um. John 5, John chapter 5, and verse 19 says, Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do, what he sees love do, what, what he said, Jesus said, Jesus made this statement about himself. I can do nothing on my own. He said that. So I'm telling you today, you can do nothing on your own. But what he sees Father do, what he sees God do, what he sees God the Father do, what he sees love do, he said here, what he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, whatever Father does, the Son does also in like manner. So whatever love does, that's what the Son does. And I don't know about you, but if Jesus only does what love does, then Bert Wimberly needs to be doing only what love does. How many realize that Jesus Christ in the three years of ministry, was the most successful human being that ever walked on the planet, ever has or ever will, individually, right? And he said, the only thing that he did is what love did. Verse 20, for the Father loves the Son. Let's read it like this, for love loves the Son. And shows him all things that he himself does. 
and he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. Everybody say marvel. So, so the, the Father is love, and he shows, and he, and, he, and, he, and he loves the Son with the love that he is, and he reveals to the Son what he does. Now, who is the person who is the revealer to us? Holy Spirit. He's the revealer. Well, the Holy Spirit's number one job is to reveal to you what love does. That's what he did with Jesus. That's what he's doing with you and I. What does love do in a situation? On a day-to-day basis, what does love do? The Holy Spirit is there to reveal to us what love does the same way the Holy Spirit revealed to Jesus what love does, and Jesus only did what love did. And he's the most successful person to ever walk on planet earth. But everything that love does is what? It's marvelous. It's marvelous. What love does is marvelous. Everything that love does, you will marvel at. Why? That's what we're going to talk about. What is so marvelous about what love does? Love never does what's common. Love never does what the rest of mainstream does. Love never does what's easiest. That's why it's so marvelous. How how could you respond that way? It's marvelous. It's marvelous, and it's not because of you. Because you wouldn't have responded that way. When you respond in love to a situation, when you, I'll back up. When you respond in love to an unlovely situation, it's marvelous. Um, <clears throat> right now, in, in our society, we are at a high, volatile stage of potential anger and frustration like we've never seen before. Our, our whole society is like, it's like people are boiling over with anger and, and, and rage about situations. And there's nothing marvelous about that. Anybody can get ticked. Anybody can read a headline about someone else and be mad at that person. Anybody can do that. But to read headlines and shut it down and speak good and not evil about any certain person, whether they've done you right or wrong, or whether you think they've done you right or wrong, it's marvelous. For those kind of words to come out of a human being's mouth about someone else that even you think have done you wrong, it's marvelous in our sight. Everything that Jesus did was what love did. And Father made sure He knew what love would do. You know what that means to me? Every opportunity that I have to walk in love or not, Father is there to make sure it's available for me to know how to walk in love. 
or, or these scriptures aren't true. And we know they're true. God can't lie. Can you say amen? Look at this verse of scripture. This is a powerful verse. Um, Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. Follow with me here. This, this, uh, This is a powerful verse of scripture. Um, Verse 34 in in this Acts chapter 10, it says, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality, in other words, with people. Verse 35, But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, that he is Lord of all, That word you know which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. And it was this. This was the word. How God, how love anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil because what? Love was with him. Love anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power where he went about doing good. Everybody say good. So love through Jesus Christ does good. And he went around doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because, not because he was the Son of God, but because he was operating in God, in love. God was with him. His presence was there. He, what was made available to him was the power to walk in love in every situation he faced. To never retaliate. Anybody ever watched the movie The Passion of the Christ? And, and that, that's, I think, probably the best visual that we have of what he went through. I think it was even worse, but that's one of the best visuals that, that as human beings that we have of what Jesus went through. And at the end of all that, and he had the power to call legions of angels down and wipe humanity out. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Why? Because what was at his disposal was the power of love. Father said, I will make sure that you know what I would do in every situation, but it's your choice. I will make sure that you have the power to know what's right, but it'll end up, at the end of the day, it will be your choice. And you and I have the exact same thing. And we'll see in verses of Scripture here. John 14 and verse 12. John 14 and 12. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works 
then these will he do because, why? I go to, the, I go to love. I go to the Father. Now, now watch what I'm saying. I'm not trying to overdo this replacing God and love thing, but, but, I, but I want you to see this. What I believe he's saying right here is that the greater works are the works of love. I'm going to say it to you again. The greater works that he promised us are the works of love. And, and they're greater for us because now we can all do it. Where in his day, most of it, there was a, there was a few things that, came, that operated through his disciples in that three, a little over three year period of time. But most of it came through him. The greater works is now the love that caused him to see things manifest now can operate in each one of us. And, it, and if you're born again, the, the ability to walk in love is there. The Holy Spirit in you will reveal to you what love looks like in every given situation that you face. Every single time. If you'll ask Him and listen and then you obey. When we don't obey, when we don't do what He says, it won't work. We have to develop it and learn what love really looks like. What has love got to do with it? Everything. Amen? Everything. Um, So, this month, this past month, we were talking about, and and I want to drive this point home today. Um... we've talked about how that everything, everything in your, in my life started, not the day we got born again, it started before the foundation of the world. And I just gave you an example, and you can take this or leave it. But before the foundation of the world, there was a meeting, and in that meeting was Father and Word and Holy Ghost. And Father, Word, and Holy Ghost, we, we looked at it, through. I'm not going to go back over all the scriptures, you can go back and listen to the words that we preached on it. But Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, Father, Word, and Holy Spirit established everything. In Genesis 1, where God said, let there be light, and there was light, God didn't just wake up one morning and think, well, I think I'll say that. No, He planned that before the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world, what he also planned was me. So when God said, let there be light, and there was light, before the foundation of the world, God said, Bert Wimberly, you will do this. And he has set up the plan for your and my life, and we have the opportunity to walk that out. And... What I, want to see, what I want you to see about what we talked regarding that over this last month, what I want you to see here today is that we know from John 3 and verse 16 that God so loved the world that He gave the best. But He didn't give His Son... He he didn't give the Word which became His Son 
a little over 2,000 years ago, he made preparation for that before the foundation of the world. So God so loved the world that he gave the best, but God so loved Bert Wimberly that he had a plan for me before the foundation of the world. God so loved each and every one of us sitting here today. He loved us so much that he had a plan for you. And God so loved every single human being on the planet today. Over six billion people today on planet earth. God so loved every single one of those before the foundation of the world. He so loved them that he had a plan for them. And I want to talk today about what God's been saying to me about loving people. When you understand that every human being has a plan and that plan was established before the foundation of the world, when you see every single person, I don't care who it is, people you like or you don't like, when you come in contact with them, you realize that their plan, if they're not born again, number one, even if they're born again but they're not renewing their mind, they're not renewing their mind to the original plan. In, 19, in February, of, February the 23rd, 1977, in the back room of a guy's house where we were doing a lot of drugs and alcohol and stuff, I was so wasted, I, 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 I was losing control of what was going on, and I, somebody had talked to me about God before, and I just, in, in that bedroom of that guy's house, I cried out to God. And something happened, and that day I gave my heart to God, 1977. But that's not when it started for me. That's when the day of renewing began. But it started for me before the foundation of the world. So when I see people that are not getting it in life, and with myself, if I'm, if I, If I read some article, if I'm looking online and I'm reading some news article and it ticks me off, and I find myself verbalizing words towards somebody that had a plan before the foundation of the world, it's it's empowering me to stop it. Stop. Why would I say something like that and, and, and literally reinforce their bondage by speaking curses over people's lives that I don't even know? But it doesn't matter. God had a plan for their life. And and love doesn't come against people. Love is here to liberate people. See? And, and, And Jesus set this whole thing up for us, but now it's in our hands. Right? Now it's in your and my hands. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and verse 17, it says, If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away, and all all things are brand new. You and I, all of humanity, was reconciled to God over 2,000 years ago. I mean, uh, mean before the foundation of the world. All of humanity was reconciled, not 2,000 years ago, but before the foundation of the world. But not all people are saved today. That's where we come in. 
They all have a plan. See, if God had a meeting before creation, and they set it all up then, and five times in Scripture it says everything was finished before the foundation of the world, then your life, my life, and every other human that ever lived or ever will live, their plan was established then. Then. So at that point, all people were reconciled, but today, not all people are saved. And not only are not all people saved, but all people aren't in the renewing process to know what they were created for. God doesn't want people to live life and go to the grave not fulfilling their plan and purpose. And you and I have a responsibility for the people that we come in contact with to allow God to be seen through us. To allow God to be seen through us, we have to walk in God. We have to walk in love. And it's our responsibility to see this world one. Amen? It doesn't matter what political view you are or you're not, what, what you have, what you think politically about what's right or what's not. It, it really doesn't matter. On his shoulders at Calvary that was planned before we were even thought about, on Jesus' shoulders at Calvary were all the governments of the world. And they were upon his shoulders, and he liberated all of mankind. But that liberation for mankind doesn't just happen instantaneous, the day you get born again. What was set up for all of mankind before the foundation of the world gets established in us once we get saved, get born again, and our minds become renewed, and we begin to have purpose for why we're here. You're not going to find purpose by just trying to do something that you've never done before. You're going to find purpose when inside of you, you know why you were put here. In 4000 B.C., um, was there Ford Motor Company? But do you think God knew how to build a car? Well, how would God, you know, if, if, some, if some guy's the president of Ford Motor Company, and he says, well, how would God have known that when there wasn't Ford Motor Company? See, that, that's your shallow thinking. He knows it all, and he knew it all then, and he knows everything now, and he knows everything in the future. You want to stay advancing in life, stay connected to him, because he knows what's coming. Amen? So when I hear people talking about all kinds of things that work against humanity, that's not the plan of God. God said, I, I, know, I, have, I know the plans and the purposes that I ha had for you and that he has for us today. Plans of good and not evil. With an expected end. Amen? Amen? With, with true manifestation of what you were called to be before the foundation of the world. 
And to accomplish that, we've got to be people of love. Look at John 13 and verse 34. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. You don't have to tell people that you're a disciple of Jesus. You don't have to tell people that you're even born again. But if you have love for people in difficult situations, I'm not talking about love people that love you. I'm talking about allowing the the love and the characteristics of love. You say, well, what are the characteristics of love? 1 Corinthians 13. There they all are right there. You don't need to know any more than 1 Corinthians 13 about what the characteristics of love are. What are they? Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not boastful. It's not arrogant. It's not self-seeking. It doesn't think about itself. It thinks about others more than themselves. It believes the best of all people, hopes and endures all things, and love never fails. I mean, there's more to it than that, but that that was a shortcut because I didn't want to butcher it. But but in that chapter is all the things that love is. And, and it's, in the, it's, in the, it's in the situations on a day-to-day basis that we face is where we have to learn what love would do so that we'll mature. So that we, as common human beings, become uncommon, marvelous to people of the world so that the people of the world marvel like they did with Jesus. Because of the love that we have for each other. Love is patient and love is kind. That's tough. When unkind people do unkind things and you're supposed to be kind, that's tough. Why would someone do that? Why would someone do that? That's marvelous just in its sight. But there the world will know that you're disciples of Jesus because you do things that nobody else does. You're not just doing something that's common to mankind and it's normal. It's a normal reaction. Somebody slaps you on the face, what's the normal reaction? Right? Somebody talks ugly about you? Man. You're on Facebook and somebody says something ugly about you? Before you even think. No, what's marvelous is when someone says something ugly about you and you back up and you take authority over those things, and you start asking God, God, show me about this person. Show me about how you created them before the foundation of the world. And it sure doesn't look like it right now, you know? And, and, but reveal that to me and get that on the inside of me so that I can see them the way you see them and not see them the way they're doing. Wow, why wouldn't you respond? It's marvelous. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I wouldn't. I, I, I don't know why at times I haven't done something when, when there were things like that. I, I, I don't know, I don't know. Other than I know God, amen? And God is love. And everything that Jesus did, he did because Father did it. And, and today I'm, what I'm learning is not to do anything in life except what Father would do that Jesus did. And, and, and I have the empowerment of those greater works, and those greater works are doing what Jesus did in love the same way and seeing it manifest in the world and affecting so many more people than it affected him because the six billion on the planet now, in those days there was what? I don't know. 
how many, several million, but, but nothing like there is on the planet today. We have the capability of affecting people. You know how today that because of the news media that multiple millions and millions of people can hear one person curse another person. But could God use you in front of millions of people to speak well over someone else? Absolutely. Well, you know, why would anybody interview me? Well, if you look at it that way, nobody will. Right? But who's to say you find yourself in a situation because you're just doing right? God will set you before kings, before rulers of the world. God will set you in high places when you can be trusted. You want to see things manifest and happen in the days ahead and in and through your life like God created for them to happen in you before the foundation of the world? Stay close to Him. Stay connected to Him like Jesus was. Jesus said three different times in three different ways that He never did anything on planet Earth except what Father said. Only what Father said. I don't know about you, but what I'm learning to do more and more all the time is do a whole lot less but what I do be effective. Say a whole lot less, but what I say be effective. Amen? Because, you know, I, I, I think Jesus was a man of few words, but man, when it was time to say something, he's all over it. But you don't have to promote yourself and talk about yourself and talk about all kinds of things that relate to you. You can be about others. That's what Jesus wants us to be, to be about other people. And, and the rest of these verses... I'm, I'm hopefully going to read. We'll say that. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 10. This is what happens when you operate in the love of God. This new commandment that you love one another. I, I didn't finish reading John, did I? Well, I didn't. Verse uh, 34 and 5. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, did. Yeah, I, I read it. Um, where did I tell you? Oh, 1 Corinthians uh, 1 and verse 10. <clears throat> now, I, I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. He said, I plead of you. That in Christ Jesus, you speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, and that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. Is, that, is there the capability of doing it? If he said so, then there is. And the way you do it is to live in love. The way people can give, get along is that, that if there's any fighting going on, it's fighting to see who gets to love first. But no divisions. No divisions. But you've got to go inward and be able to know what God is saying. You, you, you won't just walk in what you think love is. You won't. Believe me, you won't. You won't walk in just what you think love is. Well, Pastor said I need to be nice. I didn't say that. I didn't say you had to be nice. I didn't say you had to be anything. 
I said, if you want to be successful on the earth, you're going to learn what the love walk is. Because God is love. And if you're going to walk with God, you're going to walk in love. Well, I'm cussing this person out, and I'll ask God to forgive me later. Okay? He'll forgive you, but it's not going to continue to happen that way, and you receive things from God. Can you say amen? Um, so, so in, in, in viewing people in mankind, okay, you might, you might have difficulty with family members. There may be certain family members that you're struggling with or you're, you're battling with. You may be a person that's just all about family and you just look at the rest of the world as, you know, they're all enemies, you know. And, and it's like, like you, you can go into a place, you can go into a restaurant and it doesn't matter who waits on you, you get mad at them. Well, you're, you're set up. See, the enemy's setting you up to respond in an unkind way to people. And, and maybe the waitress is rude. Maybe the people in the restaurant aren't treating you. They're not, they're not, uh, they're not appreciating the fact that you're coming into their place of business to, to, to do business with them. And, and so, you know, you, you, you get yourself worked up and stirred up. That's common. That's common. For you to be a marvelous person, and to walk in the marvel of God and under the anointing of God is to walk in love. It's to do the opposite of what you would normally do. And if you don't practice that, you won't grow up. You don't grow up. God can't trust you. If God can't trust you, the blessings don't flow. Plain and simple. What has love got to do with it? Everything. It's got everything to do with it. Because our actions are what sabotage our life and keep us from moving and advancing forward in life. So, I, w- I, want you to, I want you to think today of, I want you to, I'm just going to say it like this, that doesn't sound correct the way I'm going to say it, but I want you to think of it like this. Let's think of love evangelism. We're going to evangelize in love, right? So, w- what is evangelism? To evangelize or to be evangelistic the apostle paul instructed timothy to be ready in season and out to be evangelistic and you know there's a, there's lots of definitions i'm not even giving you the, the literal greek for the you know evangelism or to evangelize but but one of the, just the basic understandings of evangelism is to allow what's in you to be presented to someone else in the moment. That's what evangelism is. It's you having something to give someone else that you believe in. Okay? So, what say we become people that have love and we in the moment give that to people that are unlovely and, and I'm not, again, I'm not talking about giving love to people that are loving you. I'm talking about giving love to people that are unlovely to you and looking for those opportunities because God will bring them your way if you can handle it. 
if you become comfortable in yourself, I mean, if you, if you become confident, not comfortable, but confident in yourself and who you are, so you can handle somebody being ugly to you, then you can, you can walk in this love evangelism. And you, you can allow your life to be immersed in that everywhere you go. And I'm not talking about preaching to people. I mean, it, it may, you may come to in a situation where you literally are preaching to somebody, but in most situations, allowing kindness to destroy unkindness. You know what the Bible says? It's the kindness of God, of love, that leads a man to repentance. You know what that verse didn't say? <laughs> that verse didn't paint you a picture of you being kind with some really unkind people. It didn't paint that picture, but that's, I promise you it's loaded in there. It's the kindness of God that will leave a, lead a person to repentance. Um, I, I look for those opportunities all the time, and I, and I look for them in places where I'm not around people very long, you know, because you, you don't want to get to know people too quickly, right? Because then they, they become familiar with you. But when, when, when I'm working on somebody that, is, that really has a bad attitude, um, I, I won't say who it is, and if this, this story was a long time ago, but you know I like Starbucks, and I love the Starbucks drive-thru. And, and there was a time where there was a guy there, and the first time, I, I, he, I can still remember to this day, the first time that I pulled up to the window, I had a smile on my face, and the guy looks at me, he goes, what? And I said, what do you mean, what? And so we just talked for a minute, you know, and, and he was, but he just, he, he just wanted to wipe that smirky look off my face, you know. Why are you smiling? Because he wasn't smiling. He didn't even like working there. So over about probably a three, four, five month period of time, that guy was this way the whole time. And I just remained the same. And, and, there, and, and so you know, what gets people's attention? Money. Money, tips. Hmm? So God just told me, he said, okay, so I want you to start tipping this guy. Yeah, but I don't want to tip that guy. You know, I was thinking in the back of my mind, I don't want to tip that guy. Yeah, so, I, so, so I started by leaving my change, whatever my change was, I just leave the coins in there, you know. And then, ah, that's not enough, you know, so then I go, ah, I'll leave a dollar, you know. And, and, and there came a time when I was leaving that guy I, I, I can remember the first time I left that guy a $5 tip. And he looked at that, you know, and the next time he had changed. And it wasn't just the five bucks, but for months I'd been the same person. See, I had been kind in an unkind situation. And did that teach me some stuff? Absolutely. Did I love doing that? Absolutely not. No, I, I didn't like doing that. I mean, I'm thinking, you know what? what, what what's the first thing you think of in situations like that? Bless God, we've got to report this guy. huh? Starbucks is going to get a piece of my mind, this guy acting this way. No, wait, wait. When you can see, when you can, by the Holy Ghost, you can begin to see that this guy had a plan for his life, and he's not fulfilling it. 
No, no, I didn't mean that. I mean, he can work at Starbucks and fulfill, but he's not fulfilling it because he's not in love. And God had a plan for him before he was. And God put me in this guy's life to make a change. God put me in this guy's life. And he's saying, Bert, I need you to help me with this guy. And the only way you can do that is to do something that's marvelous in his sight. And okay, the five bucks is five bucks. But that, that's not the big deal. The big deal is that the five bucks... See, see, he saw me acting a certain way, and I, the most I ever saw him was two minutes. From, from the speaker to the, the window and cashing out, it, it was only two minutes. So anybody can be happy for two minutes. But then when you put your money where your mouth is... The two of those together did something in that guy's life. Amen? I haven't seen the guy in years, but I know something supernatural worked in that guy. I mean, we, we developed a relationship after that, and things got stronger. And I promise you, that guy's serving God. Either today or sometime in his life, he's serving God because of the opportunity I had to be a marvelous expression in this guy's life that he had never seen before. How are you going to know God? They're going to know you're my disciple because you were kind in an unkind situation. That's what's changing the world. Today, I'm challenging you all month long. Love has everything to do with everything. Amen? It has everything to do with your life and the success of your life and things evolving. But things you want Things to evolve unto what the original calling was. And that's what I know will happen if you allow the person of the Holy Spirit to work in your life. Because He will reveal to you what Father's plan is. But that plan comes about when you operate in the love of God and the love that God is. Can you say amen? Now, now watch a couple of verses here. Romans 3 and 23, and then I'll, I'll end here. Romans 3 and 23. <clears throat> For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All have. Everybody's sinned. So, and we'll talk some more about this next week. But this love evangelism is what God has empowered you to do for sinners. What does a sinner do? He sins. Right? You, 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 don't, you don't get convicted as a sinner. You get convicted about sin, which is just disobedience to God. You get convicted of that, that after you've become born again. But sinners sin, right? And you and I were created to love sinners. And, and, and that word is, is a religious term. It, it does religious things to people's minds because people think that a sinner is, well, you see that guy, he's in adultery, so he's a sinner. No, no he's not. No, to him it's not sin. Because he's a sinner. See, what sin is, to be a sinner is to be a person that disobeys the will of God. 
But when you don't know what the will of God is, you're not a sinner to yourself. But to somebody that knows better, you realize that person's walking out of the will that God had planned for him before the foundation of the world. My responsibility is to love that guy, be kind to this unkind or whatever type of person, whatever lifestyles that they live or whatever it is, for me to be accepting of them till they come to that place where they can be open to receive. And it's not something that you tell them that's what you're doing. Huh? You don't tell anybody that. You just do it. Have you ever asked somebody about another person? You know so-and-so? Yeah, no, it's been rough. And somebody will say, you know what? They really need to straighten their life up. And you're listening to that person talk about this person that has no ability to be convicted about their actions. And you're thinking, you're saying, yeah, that's, that's a right answer that this guy's giving in my head. But my heart's going, yeah, but, but God needs me to help that guy get liberated and free of where he's been. You see, that's where you've got to follow your heart for, with people. That's this love evangelism that I'm talking about. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Everybody has. See? So we're all in the same boat. But we were all of us, six billion of us plus on planet Earth, were all created with a plan before the foundation of the world. And now, listen... The, 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 the last move of God in planet earth before however things end up at the end is, is the revival of mankind. God's desire is that none perish, but all come to the saving knowledge. Everybody. Everybody say everybody. And, and, and listen, our, our minds have been brainwashed to think that there's, there's certain people out there that well, God would never say, yeah, no, nah, that's a lie. All would come to the saving knowledge. Of Jesus Christ and the more we get involved in this love evangelism and allow the love of God to be developed in us through every situation where we begin to practice the characteristics of love when in, in most normal situations we would do the reverse of the love of God that's where the marvelous things begin to manifest that's where your family gets saved people get delivered people get set free and all is well amen so I want to end with this verse, um, Proverbs 17 and verse 17. Proverbs 17, 17. Can you give me that? A friend loves at all times and is born, as is a brother for adversity. And you know what that's really talking about? Heart. See, you can be, that, that guy at Starbucks, I was a friend to that guy. And I love that guy every single time I come across. People that are closest to you, you know too much about them, and it's easy to allow adversity and attitude to spring up out of you towards somebody that you know too much. God wants you loving and be, consider everybody as your friend. I don't care how close they are to you so that you love them at all times, no matter what, no matter what you know about them, that you love at all times. Amen? So, I wrote a couple things down, and I'll leave you with this today. Be friendly. Smile. Everybody smile for me. Start practicing just smiling. 
everybody needs to be loved. Everybody needs to be loved. The problem that you see in another person's life is because they're not being loved. Because love, love never fails and it answers every question and it, and it, and it, and it deals with every problem and it finishes every issue that there is out there. It brings everything to conclusion, love does. It never fails. Everybody needs to be loved. And you know why? Because everybody needs to know God. Every human being on the planet needs to know my Savior. You know, there, there was years back when somebody made a statement to me that I, I, I grabbed a hold of and I cast it away from me. A person said this one time, I knew what he meant. You can't save everybody. I thought, that's right. I can't save everybody. But why would you think that way? The will of the Father is that none would perish, but everybody come to the saving knowledge. So you know what? I'm going to live my life to see everybody saved. Amen? Everybody needs to be loved, and everybody needs love coming through me. If anything's going to get done in the earth, it's going to be done through me. How about you? Can you say that? If, anything's going to, if anybody's going to be loved on the planet, they're going to be loved by me. Let's just look at it like that. And if we're all looking at it, everybody's going to get love. <laughs> love covers it all and it, and it fixes everything. It fixes everything supernaturally. Can you say amen to that? So you know what? What I encourage you today is leave this place today and go and love somebody. Amen? Amen. Amen.